Welcome back in. Brady Farkas show here on this Tuesday on WDEV, AM and FM, and WDEVradio.com. Continuing to react to the end of the Patriots season and looking ahead to the offseason. And one more time today, we are graced with the presence of the voice of the Pats here on DEV, Bob Sosi. Bob, it did not come to the end that we wanted it to, but it is indeed over. How are you? I'm doing well, Brady. It wasn't the end that uh, anybody envisioned, though I think maybe to a lesser degree some feared based on the way the Patriots finished the season and the way Week 16 went from the standpoint of the Patriots' defense being unable to stop Buffalo. Uh, There were certainly a lot of signs that the Patriots were not ending the season with the general momentum and progress you need to make a playoff run. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know that anybody of a, anybody could have possibly envisioned uh, the degree with which the Patriots were beaten and, and really in, in many ways dominated by the Bills and some would say humiliated. In fact, I said it <laughs> uh, after uh, the Buffalo touchdown, the final score on the pass to the tackle eligible Tommy. Yeah. It was really a rough night for the Pats. You know, we were just talking about this and we're taking listener comments on this all show long. So I'm going to ask you, what is the number one question for the Patriots this offseason? The number one thing they have to answer in your mind? Well, I think you go back a few years and the Buffalo Bills were one of several Miami Dolphins teams that had to look at the Patriots and say, how do we finally displace New England from atop the division? You know, they drafted all three of them in 2019, drafted a defensive line, and presumably with the idea of applying interior pressure specifically on Tom Brady. The Bills took Ed Oliver after Mm -hmm. the Jets took Quinn and Williams and before the Dolphins took Christian Wilkins. Of course, the big difference being is that with Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean, coach and general manager, the Bills already had the quarterback the franchise believed in and, and had reason to be confident would become the franchise QB and enough of all the other pieces to be ready when the Patriots would fall. And of course they didn't necessarily uh, precipitate that fall. It was the Patriots and Tom Brady leaving that really opened the door, but the bills were the one team prepared. And I, and I use that setting that context because the bills, once they passed the Patriots, then set their sights on the Kansas city chiefs. How do they shape their roster to beat KC after losing last year's AFC championship game? So now I think as the Patriots proceed, they've got to look at their team overall, their program, and say, okay, we're no longer the team to be. How do we match up better with Buffalo? How do we displace the Buffalo Bills from atop the AFC East? And I think there are a number of areas they really have to address in the offseason. What's your confidence level in this organization with Mac Jones moving forward? What did you think of him overall, and what do you think of him moving forward? I'm very confident in Mac Jones, and I think there's plenty of reason to be confident in Mac Jones. I, I, I'm amused by the number of people that, and I understand it's the nature of the position, who look at the way the Patriots falter down the stretch and immediately point to the rookie quarterback and want to make it about Mac Jones. Mac Jones went out there and competed on Saturday yeah. night. Mac Jones was not a problem for the Patriots Saturday night. I know he had the two interceptions. I think one of them, you know, the ball by his own admission could have been thrown perfectly. It wasn't. And, and Micah Hyde made a tremendous play on it. But I look at the Patriots and I think Mac Jones is one reason to feel good about them going forward because you think about where this team was a year ago, Brady, the questions people were asking mm-hmm. at the end of the 2020 season, primarily Who's going to be the quarterback of this team? How are they going to get a quarterback to be a long-term answer at the position? 
Well, I'm not saying Mac Jones is ready to be a star in the league, but Mac Jones has answered that question. He is their quarterback going forward. Now the key for them is to make over the defense and to build around Mac Jones and provide more weaponry, particularly, you know, and I, and I use that term, I, which is used too loosely uh, when we talk about the Patriots in particular, but they, he needs a guy who can make a difference on the outside or at least help to establish set coverage, force defensive coordinators to allocate extra defenders to defend. And I think, you know, Stefan Diggs is a great example of a guy who's really helped Josh Allen take that big next step. He makes everybody in that wide receiving core better just because he's so good and forces the other team, you know, to really adjust and defend, build a game plan around not only containing Allen, but stopping those receivers. Bob Sosi, voice of the Patriots. He's been with us every Tuesday of the NFL season. This is the final dance with Bob for us this year here on the Brady Farkas Show on WDEV. Bob, two of the big questions for the Pats in the offseason in the back end of that secondary are what happens with Devin McCourty and what happens with J.C. Jackson. What's your best guess on the resolution to both of their situations? I think with Devin it's complicated because, you know, here's a guy who's 34 years of age. And, you know, he has so many off-the-field interests and has had such a long and productive career. I don't know if Devin definitely wants to come back. Several years ago before Super Bowl 53, he hinted at the possibility of retirement and obviously was reunited with Jason, his brother, uh, to follow up that season and another as well. Now this year, of course, Devin McCourty playing out a contract that will have the next couple of years voided, becomes an unrestricted free agent, uh, Jason spent this year mostly injured with Miami. I don't know if Devin wants to come back to the Patriots. I don't know if he wants to continue to play football. I think he's playing at a high enough level that if the price is right for the Pats, the terms are right. And his importance, I think, is invaluable to the organization off the field and in the locker room. But Devin McCourty makes sense for me uh, as a guy you want to return. People look at the what play of the secondary. It was an unfair fight against the Bills. You look at the matchup of Buffalo's receivers against some of the defensive backs that Devin McCourty was trying to quarterback out there in his role for the Patriots. He allows them to play single high safety still. People say he's lost a step. I don't see it. I think, you know, he's out there right now, or he was on Saturday night with a group that included a practice squad player who had not played in a game since the season finale last year for Denver, a young man who was called up from the practice squad, uh, with, with only a handful of pro experiences under his belt, speaking of D'Angelo Ross, the, the previous players, Devontae Bosby. And then you have Miles Bryan, who started the year on the practice squad and came up and, and really is more, I think, of a safety type than a, a real true cornerback who can keep up in man coverage with faster receivers, as we've seen in the two matchups with Buffalo. So Devin McCourty, to me, is a guy who's still playing at a high enough level. You want to bring him back. The question is J.C. Jackson. Is he playing at a high enough level? consistently for this team to commit to him for $17 million or in that neighborhood on an annual value to a long-term contract or to even franchise tag him. And I'll be honest with you, Brady, I had questions at the beginning of the season. I started to come around in the middle of the season, but I think the last few games and in particular, uh, the way things worked out on Saturday night, uh, raise even more questions for me and, and even more doubt that the Patriots will make a, a real commitment to him. Perhaps a franchise tag simply because they're so short in, in other cornerback positions. 
but maybe it's a tag and trade if they can work out a deal and find someone else that they believe could be a suitable replacement. I don't think he finished the season particularly well, despite all the interceptions, despite the second team all pro distinction and his first Pro Bowl appearance. And I thought it was evident not only in his coverage, but also in, in terms of in unwillingness, I thought at times to really be physical and aggressive when it came to tackling. And, and that's an area that, uh, you know, he'd been very good at for most of his career. The criticism after a loss like Saturday night, it comes for everybody. And I heard it coming uh, regionally at Bill Belichick too yesterday. Um, what do you think of how this team was coached throughout the course of the season? Well, it seems remarkable to think that a Bill Belichick coached team would have the markings of an ill-prepared and poorly coached team. But I think this one had too many of them. And you point to different areas, some that were obvious, others that were, were, were you know, really, for the most part, I think, you know, obscure because they didn't show up in the box scores or, or, you know, they weren't as noticeable to the casual viewer. The special teams play. It was a liability for the most part, despite having one of the most reliable kickers in the league and, you know, continued excellence from people like Matthew Slater. You look at the three block punts. You look at all the penalties. You look at the hidden yards that were lost. I, I think about you know, the Miami game. There were three punts in that game, two by uh, the Dolphins, one by the Patriots, where there was a substantial amount of yards that were lost for the Pats, either because they didn't field the punts or the punt that Jake Bailey delivered went into the end zone. Uh, you know, I look at the game the other night. It's not just, uh, you know, again, the obvious mistakes, penalties, and, and, and poor plays that lead to points and turnovers. But, you know, try to get your offense in field position to, to drive to a tying score. First touchdown by the Bills, they kick yeah. up. Wachowski takes it out of the end zone, and they don't block a couple of guys running down the middle of the field, and he gets tackled at the 12-yard line. Those yeah. are the mistakes I'm talking about. The substitution gaffes on, on, on the defensive side of the ball. And there's so many different areas that led to penalties or timeouts that were wasted. And, and to me, that's the reflection of a coaching staff that, that needs to be addressed. They have a lot of young coaches, a lot of inexperienced coaches. You know, We're not there in the meeting rooms. We're not there with those guys preparing you know, for each week or out on the practice fields on a regular basis. But I, I do think that one of the things that has happened over the course of my career is that you know, they've had a, a lot of more NFL experienced coaches and guys even who've been in uh, New England for long tenures depart. And there are a lot of young guys who've really had to learn on the job the last couple of years as full-time NFL coaches. And I, and I think it is an area that will be addressed and needs to be addressed. Bob Sosi, voice of the Patriots, was with us every Tuesday over the course of the NFL season. Bob, we appreciate you being with us. You've added a ton to our Patriots coverage. We've enjoyed having the games with you and Zoe on our station all season long. We look forward to talking at some point in the offseason, but uh, you deserve a uh, a well-earned rest here for the next, next couple of months, a long season, a lot of travel, so enjoy some family time. Good luck with the Boston Marathon, uh, which is coming up in April. We're going to put out another link for people to donate to uh, the Flutie Foundation for Autism and Autism Awareness on your behalf. So uh, thanks so much for all you brought to the show. It was a great season for the Pats and a, a great season for you and me. So I certainly always appreciate your time, Bob. Hey, Brady, I love our conversations. Look forward to doing it again next year. Thanks.